Only a minute ago, it seems, I was wearing my knee-high bean boots slogging through the mud and ice of early spring. Now there is once again a chill in the evening and I can hear whispers of autumn in the winds. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. When I was very young, my family had a small lot with a modest home and a very large garden. I recall in particular the thick stand of silver queen corn, rows of summer squash and zucchinis, and the bounty of pickles and relishes my mother would can for the winter to come. Ringing this garden, in an effort to keep the deer at bay, was a fence made of steel wire mesh stretched across posts made of eastern red cedar logs. It was purposeful and functional, yet in its rustic simplicity was also adorned with a single bluebird nest box, which lasted much longer than the garden did and saw the raising of countless families of those beautiful feathered gems. As the wire rusted and the cedar logs first lost their bark and later lost their structural integrity, a beautiful native plant made its home stretched out across that old fence, Virginia creeper, whose blueberries can be found now gracing those elegant vines. Virginia creeper gets a bad reputation from those folks who are not in the know. As the name would suggest, it's a creeping vine, and in a world fraught with invasive vines like kudzu, some arctic kiwis, and bittersweet, folks can get a little concerned when they find a vine entirely engulfing a house, tree, or hedgerow. But Virginia creeper is a native woody vine in the same family as grapes, Vitaceae, which is as important for wildlife as it is beautiful to look at. The leaves of this plant are palmately compound, so each leaf has several leaflets arranged around a central petiole in a shape roughly reminiscent of the palm of your hand with your fingers outstretched. The massive vines of this plant can reach upwards of 50 feet long, and it can be found growing anywhere from Quebec and Ontario on down to Guatemala in USDA zones 5 to 11. The flowers begin to bloom in May and June, but are rather inconspicuous. This plant becomes a real showstopper in late summer and fall when the berries ripen to a dark blue and the leaves and flower petioles change color with the season to be scarlet red. While the plant is in the same family as grapes, it does not make edible berries. Quite to the contrary, the berries are poisonous to humans, though make fantastic food for wildlife, especially birds. Species of birds that directly benefit from Virginia creepers include various fruit-eating or generalist species like woodpeckers, tanagers, chickadees, and catbirds, But as this plant also attracts a host of native insects, it also attracts birds that are on the hunt for insects, such as warblers, vireos, and others. Virginia creeper is also the obligate larval host for the Virginia creeper sphinx moth. And if all this wasn't enough, the dense climbing habit of this plant makes fantastic shelter for birds to take refuge in. I know that at my childhood home, the bluebird house eventually got overtaken by the leaves of this vine, which seemed to only add real estate value to that bird box, at least from the bird's perspective. Famed horticulturalist Michael Durr describes this plant as an excellent, tough, low-maintenance cover for walls, trellises, rock piles, and that the ivy-covered walls of most universities are not ivy-covered, but creeper-covered. Propagation of this plant is simple and can be done a couple of ways. Softwood cuttings can be taken in the summer and rooted by keeping them in moist sand or peat for a month or so and then planted outside. Alternatively, and perhaps most easily, harvest the fruit and remove the seeds from the pulp, then either plant the seeds in the fall and let nature take its course, or cold stratify the seeds in damp sand in the fridge through the winter and plant them out in the spring. So this weekend, if you have interest in adding a wild touch to your cultivated landscape, you could keep your eyes out for a healthy stand of Virginia creeper. 
If there happened to be a few berries, you could pick them, not for a trailside nibble, but to save their seeds to plant back at home. You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, photos, information about podcasting, and more by visiting archives.weru.org. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phonology. <laughs>